What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to the Prospector's Radio Show, the talk show for our community. Please welcome Rich Cooley, Ron Harrison, Indiana Gold Hunter Dennis Dayton, Kathleen Biffle, and your host, Tim Grimes. All right, everybody, welcome back to another edition of Prospector Radio. I'm your host, and joining me tonight, I got three of the crew here. First off, we're going to start with Mr. Rich Cooley. How are you, Rich? Pretty good. How's everyone tonight? Yeah, I'm doing good. What's been happening in Rich's world? Uh, just uh, waiting on parts for the dredge, and I actually painted the crash box today. Oh, working on the dredge it's some more, huh? <laughs> yep. Yep, working on the dredge a little bit, waiting on the rest of the stuff to arrive, and then I'll be ready to rock and roll. Nice. Now, you're going to be getting ready to go do some hunting again, ain't you? Yep. Um, I'm actually going to Virginia Wednesday morning. I'm going to get on with my family down there. Uh-huh. Uh, I'll spend Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday down there, and then come back Saturday, and then head to cabin Sunday. Man. And be there Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and then come back home Wednesday, Thursday, and then back up the cabin Friday, <laughs> Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So. Wow. All right. You got to be able to go on for deer. So. You got plenty of days. So I'm yep. thinking you should be good. How many deer can you get? I'm hoping. I, I can get two more. I can so get a buck more. and a doe, yeah. Okay. So. so that's cool. That's good. Hey, enjoy yourself, man. Have fun. It's Yeah, and now my neighbor, he's got three tags also, so. Oh, Hopefully okay. we ought to be able to fill my chest freezer. That'd be cool. Oh heck yeah, that'd be. Great. I do my own butchering, so. Well, yeah, to get you through the, through the winter, yeah. right? That'd be plenty. Yeah, of I I quarter it up there and then bring it home and then cut it off the bone and everything here and then ground burger up or do whatever. Mm-hmm. Nice man. Well, uh, I wish I'm going to talk a little bit about on Cooley's Corner tonight uh, crystallization. Crystallization. Yeah, right. we're going to. Uh, Talk a little bit about crystallization with, uh, like, using rock candy, mm-hmm. you know, and talk about a little bit about crystallization itself. All right, cool. Look forward to it. I will not, I might be on the show Wednesday night okay. on the call, okay. and then the following Sunday, I probably will be on, but I won't be doing a Coolie's Corner, because okay. I'll be at the cabin. Okay, not a problem. You know, just remind me that, that day, and uh, yep. that way <laughs> I don't go, hey, it's time for Coolie's Corner, and you go... Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> I don't have it. Tonight. Yeah, yeah, I won't have anything <laughs> with me up the cabin. I, I'm not going to deal with that up there. Yeah, how so. to uh, stay warm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good topic. I'll be doing that. Yeah, because it's they're calling. Hopefully, it's true. They're calling for an inch or two of snow up there next week. That'd be cool. Oh, it's always great for deer hunting to have some snow on the ground. But <clears throat> other Definitely. than that, I don't we'll see want what none. happens. Yeah, no snow, none here. I don't want none. I'm not deer hunting, <laughs> so I don't want none. Uh, Rich, thanks for being here tonight, brother. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. We look forward to Cooley's Corner, as always. Awesome. Also joining us tonight, we got the queen of koi, Miss Kathleen Biffle. How are you, Kathleen? (laughs) Good. The queen of very, very cold koi right now. Cold koi? Are they koi-sickles yet? (laughs) No, you know, I still see them swimming around, but they're very slow. 
Yeah, I know, because my goldfish in the pond at work, they're like, they were like barely moving. I just thought it was from the pump making them move. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody said they'll die, but I don't think they will. They just go dormant. I think they're just going to freeze and then unthaw in the spring, right? Well, as long as the pond doesn't freeze all the way. As long as it don't freeze to, like, the bottom. Right. They'll be okay. It should be. Okay. I mean, they're they're just But you need a little air hole, too. So if I go out, like, every day and drill a hole through the ice or something? Yeah, but but try not to, like, bounce on the ice too much because you'll... Okay. I don't know. It messes up their... I don't know. They're equilibrium. <laughs> I am the coy whisperer. Right, exactly. That's why I'm asking you this, because, you know, these are these are some Walmart goldfish, and I hate for anything to happen to them. Oh. <laughs> you know, if I had a little goldfish bowl, I think I'd just pluck them out and bring them in for the winter. But it's like, yeah, well, they should be okay. I'll ask Kathleen and see what she thinks. Can you believe the rain? No. That we got? Oh, my goodness. Gosh, we got so much. But, it almost filled up the pond, and then, you know, all the the creeks here and the mm-hmm. rivers are just flooded. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see the swank? I didn't go up there, but just down here right. is bad, I can imagine. I've seen pictures of the swank on Facebook, and it's up, like, six foot or something. It's like... Oop, bringing in that bringing flood in gold. That fresh gold, Kathleen. <laughs> Ready for <laughs> springtime or your or your polar bear dredging. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. There you go. Because, yeah, it's up and it's moving. So we know what it's doing. It's working its magic. Yeah, Jesse said it's up to the banks. So. <clears throat> wow. It's up there. I haven't seen it like that in a while. So, yeah, we got. Stirring up that gold. I don't know how much rain we got, but we definitely got plenty. You know, more than enough. Now. Well, enough to, to fill up our koi pond where the skimmer doesn't want to work anymore. Really? <laughs> so what do you do in that situation? You got to drain it. Just scoop some buckets out, you mean? Or, or do you no, actually got to drain? No, we just turn the pump on backwards. Oh. <laughs> just, I don't know if it's backwards, but we just... Shoot it out? Backwash, I think they call it. Oh, okay. What? I didn't think you had to skimmer on in the wintertime anyway. We we didn't, but we turned it on when it started getting warmed up because the water started clouding. Oh, okay. So we'll we'll turn it off again when it deep freezes. Oh, as long as it don't freeze before then, yeah. Yeah. Right. But they're slow so down. So far, so good. We've been keeping an eye on it. Good. So how many koi you got in there now, Kathleen? Just the seven. Just the seven. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> gotcha. And they're just... We'll be adding two more next year. Oh, in the spring? In the spring. In the spring. Spring koi. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so they're just slowing down. They're getting ready to go dormant. They're not eating <clears throat> quite their normal. And soon they will just be dormant, right? And you won't see them until spring. Yeah, they'll just spring. hide and sleep. All right. And you won't see them until spring, right? You guess. You, you'll see them. <laughs> they'll, they'll still be swimming, but... It, oh, they swim when they're dormant? Yeah, they have to a little bit or they'll they'll cramp up or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I just thought they just went down to the bottom and just lay there. Like stop. You know. They move very, very slow. Uh, yeah, they still they still swim around, but very oh, they slow. They swim, but okay. it's slow. Oh. All right. I'm learning something here. Interesting. Hmm. Koi sickles. 
Alright, good. Now, Kathleen, you're getting ready to go on a little adventure, aren't yes. you? Yes. Well, we, well, we've got Thanksgiving coming up, right. so we've been busy this week and getting the house ready to host a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm decorating the Christmas tree as I'm doing the show tonight, so I'm <laughs> in the living room. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm right here next to Kathleen's it. Kathleen's so. in Christmas mode. Uh, yes, I'm in the holiday spirit. Oh, goodness. And then after that, uh, after Thanksgiving, we're taking off on the 29th. And heading to somewhere. Sunny Arizona. Oh, you rat. <laughs> oh, it's going to be nice. Man. E- even 50 degree weather would, would be nice. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> Wouldn't sweet. it? It would be. For sure. And yeah. you, are you going to be doing so, some prospecting down there? Yep, sure okay. am. Good. Uh, the first part we're going to do, you know, the history stuff that we love to do and look at ghost towns and, you know, uh-huh. sightsee. But then the last part of the trip will be prospecting. Nice. And then coming home. Nice. The no. people in the office are like, are you going to come by and say hi? I'm like, um. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's called vacation. Because <laughs> I've never met the Arizona office. <laughs> But it's vacation. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Not unless they want to play for pay for my plane ticket. Right, exactly. It's vacation. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I don't know. How long are you going for? A week or? Uh, yeah, a week. Nice. Wednesday to Wednesday. Okay. That's yeah. going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have a good time. Now, did Shad decide? Is he taking his metal detector? <laughs> are you taking your metal detector? <laughs> yes, on? I probably am. Okay. Yes. Good. 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 Yeah. So Shad can do some nugget hunting. Yeah, because we're we're not gonna need to take our our dry washer. Okay, yeah. we're gonna be running the one fifty one with the uh, Jimbo. All right. So yeah, so you will have room for your detector. Yeah. Oh, nice. So you can do some nugget hunting. Yeah, but watch it rain. Oh, don't, <laughs> yeah. Don't say that. <laughs> I just have this feeling that we're going to bring the rain to Arizona. It's gonna, the Biffles are bringing the rain to Arizona. Follow you there. <laughs> that's just that's just how it's been this year, you know. Yeah, you're, no, I know. That's usually the way it goes. It's like, but we, we'll we'll find a way. We'll find a way to get gold still. Nice. If I have to sluice. <laughs> right, right. If you get rain, sluice. I will sluice. That's right. I don't care. It's right. It'll it'll be nice to be out there, yeah. It will. Just, I love it out there. It will. I mean, I'm happy you guys are getting to go and get away from here for a week and go look for some gold in a different area again. I know you guys like prospecting in Arizona. You had a good time there last time you was there. So yeah, I mean, we we were thinking of a few places, and mm-hmm. we didn't know if we wanted to do the driving and the camping thing, or um, you know, do the the flying thing. So. You know, we're like, well, we camp all year, right. so let's just fly. Yeah, let's fly. Let's let's indulge. Let's spoil ourselves. Let's. And when you and when you do the cost and the gas, and mm-hmm. it, it equates just about the same. Sure does. So I don't blame you. And you're like you said, you're gonna you've got a lot on your agenda while you're there. So that's really oh, gonna be cool. It's, we're gonna stay at a haunted bordello. That's really sweet. <laughs> you know, I mean. That, I'm gonna do some ghost hunting. <laughs> right there is worth the price of admission. It's like, man, you gotta do. Oh it. yeah, heck yeah, <laughs> that is cool. We gotta get in touch with James Myers. <laughs> oh, why is James a ghost hunter? 
Yes. Is he? A paranormal investigator. Well, oh, yeah, not a ghost hunter, a paranormal, paranormal investigator. investigator. Okay, I got it. Yeah, you need to. <clears throat> and say, hmm, <laughs> what can I do to find a ghost? Or would it be a paranormal activity? Well, maybe, maybe I can, you know, ask an old prospector where his hidden treasure That's is. That's right. Where, that's where his old crane Don't think is. I won't try it. <laughs> oh, we, we we know you will. You know, this we know. Are you taking your thousand rods, Kathleen? Yep. Ah, of course you would. Of course. <laughs> I'm not going to leave them this time. Last time I went and left them in California. <laughs> uh-huh. No, don't leave these ones in Arizona. Now, so you're going to you're going to see Jimbo from Jimbo's Gold, huh? Yes. Nice. Yes. You gonna see mm-hmm. Shannon? I don't think so. No, I think he's staying in California. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. He's in Cal. You gonna do some prospecting with Jimbo then? That's the plan. Yep. Well, Jimbo, I'm sure I'll put you guys on some good material. What about our our West Coast connection, the old Swiftwater? You gonna see him? <laughs> I don't know yet. We have He's out in the gold fields, isn't he? Right, yeah, yeah. he is out there. We'll have to so, see where he is exactly and if we can drop in I on don't him. know how close he is. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you could just surprise him. And, but, uh, you know, of course, if it's close, we'll, we'll make every effort we can. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. stop in, surprise him. That'd sure, pretty of course. Cool. Mm-hmm. Take some of his cons, yeah, give him gold. away on the show. Right? <laughs> right. Why not? I like it. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> oh, yeah. Keep the that would be cool. Yeah. I mean, yes, we would be. probably, like, on, we'd be there, what, Sunday night? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we could get reception or not to do a, the know. show or not, but we'd see, we'll see. All right, we'll play it by ear. Yeah, yeah I have no idea what's right. in Right, just store. let me know. You know, you and you guys just let me know what you're doing. If you're gonna make it, if you want to make it, if you <clears throat> just let me know, okay? Well, the producer should make that make it happen. He should. That's it's the producer. He's just glaring job. at me. <laughs> Not if we're in the middle of the desert. Sorry, dear. He should be standing and, out there with an aluminum foil hat and holding the wires up and whatever it takes. Yes. <laughs> Kathleen, Ed wants to know if you're taking the pendulum along. Ooh, that's a good idea. I, I I cherish that pendulum. I have it in a very special place, and yes, I will take it. Ain't that good for paranormal stuff too? It is. Uh huh. See. It, but but it also like it frightens me at the same time. Oh, it does. <laughs> oh, that's cool. You're gonna have to take that with you, <laughs> Kathleen. Yeah, this will mm. be a fun trip. It, it will be. It, it, it's going to be fun. Yes. If anything else, you you call in and just let us know all the fun you're having. And, oh, yeah. You know. The wandering buffaloes That's love right. to wander. We like to hear from you is when you're on the road, just like, you know, Dennis, all you guys, when you're on the road, we always like to hear and get reports and, you know, all the fun you're having. That's always great. And I know you're going to have a good time. And <clears throat> you know, Yeah, and, I, 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 uh, I'm looking forward to it. You should be. Enjoy yourself. And uh, like I said, just keep us posted and have fun. And thank you for being here, as always, Kathleen. You're welcome. Great to be here. Also joining us tonight, we got our very own producer, Mr. Shad Biffle, sitting in tonight. How are you, Shad? 
Oh, hi. <laughs> Caught you off well. guard there, Mr. Christmas tree decorator man. <laughs> Didn't I? <laughs> yep, I did. <laughs> I do not like decorating the tree. I just take it out of the attic and bring it down and put it together and I walk away. See, that's the way I feel about it. I'll put the lights on. And that's Yep, I did that. That's it. That's enough. And then the Well, I do the well, star because she can't reach it. Right. Well, I, but okay, that's, that's fine. Right, that's included with the light package. You get a star. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. I'm done. You can hang the bulbs and the tinsel and the, all this. <laughs> Ours won't go up until probably Saturday, I'm thinking. Because hmm. Thursday's Thanksgiving, right? Friday we yeah. work. So... Saturday. I bet you she'll want it up Saturday. <clears throat> so I know what I'll be doing Saturday. Well, he's he's going to do the Christmas lights outside on next Saturday. I am? <laughs> <laughs> if the weather's nice. Weather yes. permitting. Right. If it's bad weather. It's no. Deer Gun Day, so no. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Next Saturday? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Not Just all day. decorate. Just decorate the camper in the driveway. What the yeah, heck? yeah. It's still there too. I'll just pull even... the Audi out. There we you are go. gonna put Christmas yep. lights on it. <laughs> are you and really? We can play Christmas music in the on the speakers. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> the cars will stop by. Just have a little sign out there. Turn in the radio station. There you go. I like it. Decorate the camper. <laughs> you know, if our neighbors could get away with playing their music. All the time with their lights. Mm-hmm. We should do that, right? I don't see why not. You know, I really don't. You can always... My neighbor has the blinky, blinky lights and the music going, and it's got a sign out front to stop and tune into the radio station, and then they tune in so they can hear the music flashing with the, the lights. Really? Huh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's like, uh, I don't know, keeping up with the Joneses, I guess. I don't know. I guess. Griswold Christmas or. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I, I'm glad I don't have to put up no outside lights. I'm it's a pretty big deal here, the Christmas light thing. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> People really get into it. <laughs> oh, they do in the burbs. I know. It's, you know, I love looking at them while I'm driving. What else we got to do, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about just taking a few strands, balling them up, and throwing them in the bushes, and that'll be it. Plug them in. Good to go. Yeah, just plug them in. <laughs> Just throw one up into a tree. <laughs> Wherever it goes, it goes and plug it in. It's decorated. We'll they have lights. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I do enjoy seeing them, but I just don't do my own. It's like, no, I can't. No, no. I put some on the outside porch. That's good enough around the windows. You know, it's like, that's it. Sorry. So what else has been happening, Chad? Anything good, buddy? Not really. I mean... We've just been so busy. <laughs> well, I don't mean nothing nice. good has been happening. <laughs> I mean, nothing. I don't know how to put it. Wow. Out of the ordinary. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. Yeah, pretty much same old, same old. Same I mean, old, the weather old. here, you know, it, it the temperature was great yesterday, but, you know, we got a monsoon that came mm-hmm. through here all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, just getting ready. I mean, really, I'm just focused on. One, getting through the hot Thanksgiving and then yeah. getting out less to Arizona. I could care less about anything else right now. Right. You're focused on that. Yeah. Which makes sense. You know. I mean, if we can sneak away, great, but I doubt it. Doubt you'll be able to sneak away before 
I don't know. Kathleen's giving me that look. You know how she is. <laughs> well, I'm thinking like a shorter trip. Like a close by day like trip. A swanky, swanky. Yeah, like a quick half. Yeah, quick day trip. Not no. Yeah, I yeah, got gotcha. you. You could join us if Pop, you want. Yeah, swing. I could. You well, let me know if you guys go. You know. Yeah. Okay. Just. Well. Just. You could be a Tim Sickle. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I can come and tend to fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you're going in that water. Be a fire tender. Well, I got waders. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm I'm pretty good there. I should be okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, let me know. Seriously, if you guys decide awesome. to. Yeah, let me know, buddy. And uh, Okay, you heard it on Prospector's Radio, everybody. <laughs> yep. Yes, you, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. So, yeah, you guys let me know, and I'll, and I'll come down if you guys are there. Sweet. Done. Done deal. Well, Shad, thank you for being here and filling in for Ron tonight, and... Always nice to have you here with us for sure, buddy. So chime in anytime, okay? All right. All right. <laughs> and last but not least, our little buddy, the Indiana Gold under himself, Dennis Zuzu Petals Dayton. How you doing tonight, there? The <laughs> <laughs> How are you, man? <laughs> where did that one come from? Good, but where did that one come from? They come from everywhere. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm doing good, man. I'm doing real good. Uh, didn't uh, didn't get any deer this weekend. Um, had a lot of rain, a lot of rain yesterday, and uh, it was just the wind was crazy. Didn't and, you guys have like seventy degree weather yesterday with all that rain? Yeah, it was sixty seven degrees, man. It was awesome. Man, it was really real. But the rain, though, the the rain and the wind, there was just no. The deer weren't moving. No, it was horrible. and. Uh, we we got out there. Derek got out there about ten minutes before I did, and uh, he sent me a message. Hey, he said we had to go in uh, by the first blind where I go in at because mm-hmm. he usually goes down down a little ways. He said too much water, and there's kind of like a little dry wash there, and that's you know usually overflow if the White River floods. And okay. uh, I said okay, so I get there and. I get to heading down, and uh, well, of course, he said, you know, he, it was just just to the left. Well, I get down there, and, and I go, oh man! So I start walking to the left. I'm going down almost thirty yards, and I finally sent a message. Said, how far to the left are you talking about? He texts back and said, right there, right there at the blind, just right there to the left. And uh, he said, we just hopped across it. And I said, I ain't hopping across that. Well. Since he'd gotten there, the water, more water had come through. Mm-hmm. So I just said, I'm just going to sit down here. Well, I went ahead and put some, I found some uh, some dead wood, you know, and I'm trying to throw it across to build kind of like a little dam, and it, it just wasn't, it just wasn't working. Right. So I went and sat down, as it got, you know, the, the light, as it started getting brighter outside, I was looking down at that wood, and I seen the water. And the water was going to the left. Now, this wash that I'm talking about, dry wash, it kind of it, it slants, you know, down, and it slants down to the right, all the way down to the, you know, river. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh man, that ain't good. Well, finally, uh, after I got done, I said, hey man, because uh, I said there's a lot more water here than than what you guys 
you know, went across. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't say, well, there's more water here than what you went across. Well, when he got done, he said, man, I wish you'd have been more specific. <laughs> the water he where they crossed it was up to his knees. Holy cow. How, how, yeah. how it, wide it, was it? Um... Well, it it was by then it was it was wide mm-hmm. where you couldn't hop. You're not so called hop across it. See, I couldn't even hop across it. I'm like, there's no way this fat old man ain't hopping across that far. <laughs> it just ain't gonna happen. Not with a loaded shotgun. No, <laughs> that'd been a little tough, right? <clears throat> yeah, and uh, but you know it was like thirty six, thirty seven degrees, and you know it was cold today. Yeah, but. The reason why they didn't see any deer is because down there in that bottom, that water was coming. I mean, it was almost up. White River was like a foot away from cresting, mm-hmm. you know, coming off the bank. And, yeah, the, the deer, man, they, I guarantee every every deer that was in that bottom, they were out of there because they knew that water was coming up. Yeah, we didn't were, see any again today. They were heading to high ground, wasn't they? Yeah. So, of course, I had to. I, I was a little bit, you know, it was cold. My hands were cold and everything else. But I went up to my, what I call my little honey hole there by the screw. Mm-hmm. I got it. I got into some nice orange, what I call orange juice color material. Oh, so you brought you some buckets home? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I can tell you what I did. I filled. I, I don't have room in the back for my buckets because I got my quad in the back. Oh, okay. So I was shoveling. I got a pile underneath my quad. Oh yeah. You're just shoveling it right in the back of the truck. Oh yeah, I shoveled right in the back of the truck, and I was getting in some really good colors. I, was, I so I know I got some good stuff. Hey, that's smart move. So, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm stocking up for the winter. Heck yeah, why not, brother? At least, at least I know every bucket right now that I'm getting. Uh huh. Is that's that's out here is all from the pit. All of it. All of it is from the pit. See, smart. So that way you you know. <clears throat> They all came from the pit. Well, and I got lids on them, and I wrote pit on it. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> Good move. Just in case yeah. you, you yeah. have a memory lapse or something, you'll always know where you got them. Nice. Yeah. And yeah. you're not done yet, I know. No. So how much, not even close. Not even close. So how much more hunting you got to do? Um. Well, you know, we've got, you know, shotgun season come in the weekend, and I think it runs for... Two, three weeks and two weekends. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'll be out next weekend. And every time I go, I'm coming home with some more pit material. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, a, you get to kill two birds with one stone. You get to go hunt and more or less kind of, in a sense, prospecting, but not right. really. It's just getting the material. Well, you're still, you're getting some dirt each time. Yeah. So yeah. you are killing two birds with one stone. It's like, hey, I didn't get a deer, but I got me some more dirt. So I'm good yeah. to go. Got to have your dirt. Cause it's, a win-win, it's a win-win it situation. It is, and it could be a long winter. So it's going to be nice to have plenty of buckets stocked up. You know. Oh, and I got yeah, and I got my new my I got my new man cave. We bought the trailer beside us, oh, so yeah. that's the that's the man cave slash storage shed, wherever you want to call it. Nice. So that's official. Yeah. Cool. So now yeah, you got oh yeah, it's it's already room. paid for everything. Yeah, gold room slash man cave slash. Oh, definitely gonna be a nice gold room. Yes. Uh, cool. And you got heat and everything in there, so you can go in there in the <clears throat> winter and run material. Yes, sir. That is awesome. Yeah, you can't ask for nothing else. Then you know you can go in there and no. set it up real nice with all your cleanup equipment and just 
run material. <laughs> it's cool. Oh, yeah, I get <laughs> I can get the Coolio box in there, and yeah, yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. All that jazz, your oh yeah, your classifier, it, everything, and your earthquake. You just have you a blast and video it and do a Facebook live. And, Oh, the, you, you know that's coming. I oh, mean, yeah. you know, if I get a little water on the floor, who cares? Oh, well. Yeah, from the gold room. <laughs> That'd be nice. Yeah, look forward to seeing that, Dan. That'd be pretty cool. Oh, everything's set up. I had the gold cube set up in there. I have Cooley system set up in there. I'm mm-hmm. going to have it all. The, water table. The water table. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm even going to take my trommel. I'm going to get my Summit Mini trommel in there because I'm going to end up replacing the casters on it. and mm-hmm. And, uh get it get it ready because we're gonna we're we're gonna be running the uh that summit mini trommel at oh, the pit okay. next oh you are next year. oh yeah that's a good idea yeah. i seen that yeah. setup that uh that ben's running have you seen it oh yeah that's um oh what's his name it built that for him uh or helped him build it uh anyway yeah that's a nice setup that is ain't it Build it on a trailer, yeah. and yeah, it's pretty sweet. It's a nice setup. They can definitely run mm-hmm. some material on that, can't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah, very nice. How long for you have one of them? <laughs> nah, I got I got my Summit Mini Trommel. Oh, okay. All so right. I, I, I don't need that. I want to see that thing running, too. Thing. Yeah? <clears throat> you can move a lot of material with that, with that Mini Trommel that I got a lot. Can you? Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, wait, just... I don't know if I've ever seen that one. I don't think I have. Yeah. Well, I know if you if you ever watched it, I know Parker one time had pulled one out of his when he took that bus. Oh yeah, yeah. Now it's I just remember. like this one. Okay, I was gonna say yeah. I thought I'd seen one in use. That must might have been where I seen it then. Yeah. Now, do you got yeah, your uh, Oak Island teaser tonight? Oh, you betcha. Awesome, cool. Well, what we'll do is uh, we'll take a commercial break. And when we come back, we'll be back with Cooley's Corner and a whole lots more. So, oh yeah, be right back, everybody. Do you like to mine for gold? Enjoy prospecting a nice crack in the bedrock? Enjoy getting outdoors to camp, fish, hunt, and hike on your public lands? You plan your trip, load the gear, grab the dog, put the family in the truck, and drive off to a locked gate. A sign says you cannot enter or access your own public lands. Mining claims and public land owned by we the people are being designated as off-limits by our own government every single day. Are you concerned about the direction our government is going? Are you tired of seeing no access, no entry signs on your lands? We are, and we are fighting back. We are AMRA, America Mining Rights Association, the fastest growing small mining advocacy association in America. AMRA is a 501c3 not-for-profit formed by miners, hunters, off-roaders, retired military men, and women to stop the insanity. AMRA was formed to educate unite and help the small miners and public land users on their rights rights given to us by god do you want access to great mining claims for a small tax deductible donation to their miners legal fund your family gains access to proven excellent mining claims across america for an entire year amra challenges the usfs blm epa and the other agencies intent upon stopping you from enjoying your own lands you are who pays these people wages. It is time they listen to us. 
us. We need to unite. And that is what AMRA is doing. As you sit here right now, thousands of acres of public lands are being closed, locked, and blocked from use by you. Are you fed up yet? Join us. Get in on this fight and let's restore America to what our families fought and died for. Freedom. Just visit AmericanMiningRights.com. AmericanMiningRights.com. Also, check us out on Facebook at American Mining Rights Association. AmericanMiningRights.com. Just stop by on my way home to show you all my gold. You've been digging into some Jimbo's gold pay dirt. Yeah, Jimbo's gold made me a hero. Huh? Got an amazing idea and supplies on sale from Jimbo's website. With bad weather, bored kids, and stressed wife, I threw a panning party for the kids and their friends. All the moms got a break. Kids had a blast. Hero. Happy kids, happy wife, great gold. That's why Jimbo's Gold is always my first choice. Did you teach panning or share your prospecting knowledge? Then you are our hero. Tell us your story for a chance to receive a hero's reward at www.jimbosgold.com hero. Welcome to Cooley's Corner. Join Rich Cooley as he talks about equipment, new products, and so much more for all us prospectors and treasure hunters. Here's Rich. Good evening, everyone. How are we this evening? Uh, welcome to Cooley's Corner. Tonight, we're going to talk a little bit about how our gem students created. Basically, we're going to start off with uh, making crystals, the basics. And we're basically going to do that with, uh, give you a little recipe for like rock candy. Uh, to understand how crystals grow, it, it's helpful actually making some. The simple method is rock candy, which is crystallized sugar. Uh, you take a pot of water and stir in as much sugar as you can. When you see it settling on the bottom and no more dissolves, you have reached the saturation point. The water has absorbed all the sugar it can, and this condition is called supersaturated. Next, you bring the pot to a boiler. A boil, I'm sorry. At boiling, the saturation level changes. The solution is no longer supersaturated, and you can now add considerably more sugar. Do this. Add more sugar until you again reach a saturation level. Actually, it's called a supersaturation level. Remove the pot from the stove. As the water cools to room temperature again, the amount of sugar it can hold in suspension will return to the previous level. The excess sugar must come out of the solution. As it does, it will crystallize. So you hang a string in the sugar solution for the crystals to grow on. It helps to put a weight on the bottom of the string to keep it straight. Uh, they will not grow fast enough to actually watch them but you can see the change every several minutes. By the time it's cooled to room temperature, the string will be covered with sugar crystals and the water will be uh, super saturated for room temperature. You have to have five requirements for crystallization. Uh, ingredients, temperature, pressure, time, and space. Uh, the topaz crystal uh, would have formatted before the quartz during the cooling process. This is one of the principles of crystallization. As the temperature liquid drops, the amount of solid ingredients it can hold in suspension drops as well. Mm -hmm. Inside the earth, the ingredients are more complex than the sugar solution. You actually have different minerals uh, crystallizing from the same solution at different temperatures. 
uh, Cordum might crystallize first. I don't know if I said that correctly or not, but as the solution continues to cool, topaz might form in later quartz. Pressure has no effect on rock candy, but it takes the proper combination of pressure and temperatures for minerals to crystallize. Two other conditions are needed for crystallization is time and space. These are simple. The right combination of ingredients, heat and pressure, must last long enough for the minerals to crystallize. They also need room to grow. Obviously, you can't grow an inch-long crystal in a three-millimeter wide cavity. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about mineral crystallization. The Earth's crust varies from three miles thick under the seabed to 25 miles under continuance. Under the crust is the mantle, which is approximately 1,860 miles. The mantle makes up 83% of the Earth's volume. The mantle is composed of molten rock called magma. In rare occasions, which it reaches the surface, which is called lava, the mantle is hottest near the center of the earth. And the heat uh, currents keeps it in constant motion. Where the mantle and the crust meet is a tumulus zone with the high pressures and temperatures. The crust is made up of several plates that float on liquid mantle. As they run into each other, some are pushed down, others are raised into mountains. Magma is also consistent motion. Its movement and pressure are consistently acting on the bottom of the crust, creating wear and fracturing. Rocks break free from the crust and are carried away in fluid magma. Much of this material melts, changing the chemistry of the nearby magma. Some of the smaller particles are uh, destined to be in conclusions in future gems. The lower surface of the crust is heavily fractured and contains numerous cavities, fluids escaping from the magma flow through these fractures and cavities. It is here we find the proper conditions for crystal growth. The fluid is a chemical rich soup which supplies the necessary ingredients. The cavities offer space to grow and temperature and pressure are high. As the fluid moves through the crust, it cools enough for crystallization to occur. Only time is still required. Uh, one would think that in geological terms, time should be more than sufficient. However, this is highly uh, an environment. The passages are constantly opening and collapsing. Often crystals start to form, and then the passage feeding the fluid is cut off. At this point, all growth stops. If the passage reopens growth, it will begin again. Often this is on and off growth pattern is undetectable in a crystal. Other times, the successive layers of growth will have a uh, slightly different chemical composition. When this happens, you see the color zoning in the crystal. And that's how you can see the steps. Mm -hmm. When one grows and then the other one grows on top and then the other one grows on top. In some occasions, the new layers will have different orientation. This is the cause of twining. Still other times, the new layers will not bond completely with each other. When you're seeing parting on a star ruby, it is because the layers did not bond. There is nothing that says in the on and growth process. The same minerals need to reform. Indeed, the temperatures, pressure, and the chemistry often vary producing different minerals. Uh, this is also one of the inclusions. A new crystal may start to grow on an older and larger one. Only they have the growth process stopped. 
if the original crystal begins growing again, it will be over the newer ones. New crystals are often grown on top of old crystals, causing phantom crystals or inclusions. In a few unique situations, a nice, nice quartz crystal form. Sometimes later, the chemistry changes and the fine layer or maybe feldspar would uh, cover the quartz. Still later, the conditions change again and the original quartz crystals grow more. The result is a phantom crystal. During the rough and dramatic changes in the crust, many crystals are broken. If the conditions for the growth are present, material will seep into the fractures and crystallize, healing the fracture by growing back together. However, they never heal completely, and uh, fine activities of gas remain in the previous gap. We see these as fingerprints, and this is why they're also called healing fractures. Hmm. Uh, the gems under strain. There are tremendous pressure in the crystal growth environment. Many crystals are compressed beyond their natural size. Gems are strained viewed through a polar scope. Strain is also made of stone subject to breakage. Many factors have placed the stone on a lap only to have it shatter. The forces inside the stone literally cause it to explode. Getting a little specific here, mineral creation is now fairly well understood. Advances in geology and synthetic gem manufacturing have unraveled many of the nature's mysteries. Traditionally, we taught that there are three kinds of rock formation. And I think this is annuous, metamorphic, and sedimentary. Today's geologists prefer to describe rock formation as four processes. Molten rock and associated fluids, environmental changes, surface water, and gems formed in the Earth's mantle. Nevertheless, minerals creation is neither simple nor straightforward. Minerals are continuously being destroyed and recreated, as in the rock crystal chart that they have on the site. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty much it, a little bit about crystals. I mean, I'm not really a gem person right. myself, mm -hmm. but this was suggested to me on the site that oh, somebody cool. wanted to talk a little bit about gems. So. Mm -hmm. Well, now you got, me, do a little bit. <laughs> you got me wanting to make some rock candy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it definitely does. It's a, I, was, I haven't had rock candy in a long time. I know. I yeah, I'll put, I'll put the link in here on the chat room. Somebody's interested in yeah. looking it up. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's actually www.gemsociety.org. Uh, oh, okay. Gotcha, brother. Cool. Interesting. I did not know how they were formed. Because, like, how did they form in the dry areas? Yeah. You know? All in the earth, I guess. Yeah, right. I don't know. That's the part. Well, you got to remember, Tim, not every part of the earth was dry. Right. Yeah, yeah that's true, too. That's one time, yeah. <clears throat> you know, like on that Mount Ontario or whatever it is, way up there. and uh, Right. And yes. They, they dig those, All the pockets. Yeah, they get them pockets of crystals. It's like we're... Was that underwater at one time you're saying then, Chad? Not necessarily, but, I mean, well, I mean, it could, well, very could have been, yeah. I mean, <laughs> everything. you know, it's hard to tell, but you got to think also just the type of mineralization, and it, there just have to be a lot of things going on in the once. right environment to happen for a crystal to form, and there, there's just something about that area where they've been able to thrive. So I don't know if it's the type of rock and all the minerals up there or what, but it's pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. Oh, see. I... About like in uh, 
South Carolina and, and all that area where they dig up sapphires. Is, is that from, you know, volcanic or, materials or what is that from? Same kind of process that you just described? I think it's the same process, but I'm not 100% sure. Right, or is it pressure in the earth that creates them? That's what I always thought it was. Was so just... kimberlite. So that's where the Arkansas diamonds. Mm-hmm. That's how they formed from pressure, right? Yeah, yeah. See, that's well, see, yeah. And that's why I thought. That's how I thought all of them were formed. Honestly. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It is interesting. Yeah, it was interesting. I mean, I, I like I said, I'm not a mineral or rock guy, but that got me interested in. Dealing, learning a little bit about crystallization. So mm-hmm. there was something I seen earlier on uh, Facebook about you can make your own crystals on a stove. You know, mm-hmm. they used to do that in science class. Mm-hmm. I I can't remember. I never. I don't think I remember doing it, but I would see some kids doing that in some of their classes. I don't know. I don't know. It was, was pretty cool. When I, see, I was like, ooh, that looks pretty neat. I'd like to try that. You know, make your own. Because I like crystals. I think you do too, Kathleen. I know. Oh, like, yeah. I love them. I got a couple sitting here on my desk I'm looking at right now. I just I just like them. I think they're pretty neat. You know? Oh, yeah. And I got my big old geode that I got from Dennis sitting here. Yeah. And I think when you're dealing with geodes, you're dealing with kind of sort of the same thing, but in different areas. Right. You know? Because that's actually sealed, like inside of a, well, like a rock. Right. And yet it forms a crystal. A big dirt ball. Yeah. And it forms a crystallization <laughs> inside. And it's like, how does that process even work? Yeah. I wonder. It probably works <laughs> off the same process with mm-hmm. pressure and. And everything there, probably. It's strange. Yeah, I'm not a rock guy, so it's like, hey, I, I don't know, but it is weird. <laughs> they have them fancy crystals inside of a hard rock. Don't know. Mm-hmm. How does it get there? Hmm. Things that make you go, hmm. Yeah, ask Jeff Williams. That's true. That's a good one. Next time Jeff's on, we'll ask him that. How do geodes get inside of rocks? I want to know. <clears throat> Inquiring minds want to know. Well, thank you, Rich. Interesting, buddy. For sure. Not a problem. Well, I think we'll get put Shad on the spot because I know he's not ready for this. Hey, Shad, why don't you give us the precious metal prices? <laughs> the precious metal prices? Yeah. You're sneaky, man. I can't believe you just put me on the spot. You know? I knew you weren't really, ready. you could have like gave me a heads up, a I little know. side message, I, I you know, yada yada yada. I know, something. I could. Right? It wouldn't be as well. Much anyway, fun. I was ahead of you. So <laughs> gold has been up to one thousand two hundred ninety-three dollars. So up fourteen days. Ooh. Now keep in mind, this is as of uh, Friday's Friday. closing prices. Okay. So silver up, also up seventeen dollars thirty-one cents. Wow. Platinum. Up eighteen dollars to nine hundred and fifty-one dollars, and then there's that palladium still going strong at nine hundred ninety-three dollars. Man, so gold is almost to thirteen. Yeah, it, it really spiked just last week. It was. Um, I know Kathleen reported right. on it on Wednesday during dredging up the news mm-hmm. about how there not necessarily was market manipulation, but with over four hundred. What was it? Four hundred thousand ounces or something? Four, four million? Four, something ridiculous amount of 
gold was yeah. traded. Like four million. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and that 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 created a big sell off. So gold dropped like over like twenty seven dollars right. on from that. So I think since it's recovered, obviously from it's whatever those happened, futures contracts. Yeah, and now that people are figuring things out like that. It's not the first time it's happened, so I look to see some regulation going on. Thanks, so. Stability has been brought back to yes. the gold prices. Yes. So I, I would. It definitely looks like a good, good sign trending up. I mean, the year you got to also think everybody's been, uh, you know, talking about how well the economy's been doing. You know, so mm -hmm. I, I think you know, maybe gold will continue to. Be stay, maintain its course, cross the thirteen hundred dollar mark by the end of the year again. They they wanted to go to fourteen hundred, but you never know. Oh. Well, it seems like every time Shad uh, calls it, it's up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That yeah, sure but, does. But again, I mean, you got to also think the markets on precious metals are constantly going, so they are actively trading on it now. So I know our our. On our side, it's it's by the um, <clears throat> excuse me, it's the live metal spot prices mm -hmm. by the U.S. close. Right. But I'm still showing, you know, that gold's at twelve ninety seven and ten cents as of the last twenty four hours. Nice. So I wonder what. So it's is it's right week. there, almost about to hit thirteen hundred. Yeah, that's it's close. I mean, it's it's right there. I wonder if it'll hit it or if it'll start dropping again. Hmm, things to make you go, hmm, again. I just wonder. Yep. I like seeing it up like that, though. You know, what it go up? 15 bucks or something, I think, Shad? It oh, it shot up, yeah. Well over. Overall, I think within just this past week, um, just the, from Thursday to Friday, it shot up $14. Yeah, yeah that's what I thought it and, was. And Really, since the sell-off, I mean, it's it's back up by over like twenty some dollars, I think, mm -hmm. from when that, when it dropped. Yeah. But it's actually higher than it was before that happened in the market. Okay. So. Good, 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 good. I like that. We all like that. That's what we're in it for—the gold. So we always like to see when the price of it goes up. Feels good, don't it? It's like keep climbing, just keep on going up, and. <laughs> Let's see. Somebody said twelve ninety two down three eighty right now. Twelve. Yep. Hmm. So it's moving. Like yeah. I said, there's no point to watch it every single minute. You'll make yourself crazy <laughs> watching the market prices. Mm -hmm. Usually, the only but time. I, I think it's a good sign though that it's it's yeah. staying strong up there. So. Oh yeah, I want to see it hit the thirteen. You know, and then it can drop back down. I just want to see thirteen again. So, let's see what happens. Because I'm like, I just, usually the only time I check is Sunday before the show. I'm like, oh, let's see how it's doing tonight. And it's looking pretty good again. So nothing wrong with that, guys. And thank you, Shad. So I didn't catch you off guard. Darn it. <laughs> I'll get you next time. With my you dude. did. I just know how to delay. <laughs> You're just uh, <laughs> smart. Smart move. All right. Dennis. Dennis. Yes. Zuzu. I'm here. Are you there? Okay. I'm here. <laughs> I want to hear a little Oak Island stuff right now, actually. Oh, you want a little? You want a little teaser? I want a little Oak Island teaser right now, actually. Well, let's see. Um, starting of episode two in the beginning, 
Um, of course, they had the drilling rigs coming in mm-hmm. to uh, pinpoint the location of the money pit. So they use what's called a geotech uh, system. Okay. And uh, what it does, it drills 40 holes up to 200 feet deep. Mm-hmm. But they decided they were only going to drill like 38 holes. Instead of 40? Yeah, instead did, of 40. Did they say why? No. No, they just no. changed their mind? They just... Okay. They said, yeah, they're just going to drill 38, but... Okay. Um, they got to drilling the hose, and then all of a sudden, uh, man, a geyser was just... The water started coming gushing out of that borehole C1 that they dug from last year. Mm-hmm. And they, they believe now that there's a, a network of flood tunnels that are beneath the surface where they were drilling one of the holes, and it hit like one of the flood tunnels. So as they were drilling, you know, pushing air... Man, all that water started coming up through borehole C1. All right. But, and then, of course, as they drill the holes, they get material, and um, they run that material on a, on a shaker table that they set up on the site. Mm-hmm. And they also found, you know, when they go that deep, they also found some burnt charcoal. Oh, interesting. And if anybody knows what people, they use for burnt charcoal back in the day is, when they when they were down a hundred and some feet, the old prospectors or miners or whatever they were doing, they would burn wood or, or charcoal, which would you know the smoke would come up through through the holes, which would push fresh air de- back down in. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's called the chimney effect. Okay. What they called it. Okay. But anyway, um, I know uh, Rick Marty and Craig. Uh, tester they were they went about 50 miles from from there where they were at and they went to st mary's the university mm-hmm. uh in, in halifax and uh that uh piece of metal object i was telling you about that that they found the one, did, did, the one that, that they was found. like a nail yeah. or something with the yeah, Rose, but the... that they found in the tailings pile yeah. from last year. Yeah, um, it was tested, and when they when they took it to the to the lab to have it tested, the, they were saying that it's definitely at least a couple hundred years old. Okay, so that was a good thing. Mm-hmm. But the really cool part was uh, Doug Crowell. He's the local historian. And uh, Gary Drayton, the metal detectorist. Right. Um, and the Oak Island team, they all met at a local pub, like they always do, mm-hmm. um, in Mahone Bay. And they talked about Lot 24. You know how Oak Island has all these different lots? Yes. Yeah. About the findings, you know, the. we'll just say um, there's some interesting stuff that they found. This, I mean, man, it's really good. This show's really really hitting it good this year um but it was also owned by samuel ball if you guys had watched any of it samuel ball he was the former 18th century american slave Mm -hmm. and uh and that turned uh that turned a british loyalist right but also they found out that lot 26 was owned by Captain James Anderson until 1788, and that's when he sold it to Samuel Ball. But 
this Captain James Anderson, um, he was a uh, a pirate and a and a privateer. Okay. And also, when the American uh, Revolution had started, he took the Patriot Oath and was given an American ship. Well, then uh, defected to become a, uh, a a British loyalist. <laughs> Interesting. So, yeah, it, it was it was kind of weird how this how this all unfolded, and it got really interesting because um, uh, he was also uh, believed to be from Baltimore, Maryland, and at the time the the uh, Virginia governor Thomas Jefferson, which ended up being our, the president, was going to get uh, that Captain James Anderson for high treason and and piracy. So he, that's when he fled to Canada and purchased Lot 26 until 1788 when he sold it um, to Samuel Ball. Hmm. Um, let's see, he died, Captain Anderson died in, I think it was 1796. It was uh, a year after discovering the money pit. I mean, this was, he had already sold it, but, uh, but also... Over there in, in uh, Nova Scotia, there's a descendant of his. Right. Uh, so the so the new puzzle is: Did Captain James Anderson bury his treasure on Oak Island? Is what they're you know. So they went over. Uh, Alex, see, so was Alex Lagina, Peter Finetti, Charles Barkhouse, and that historian. Doug, was it Doug Crowell? Mm-hmm. They went over to Wolfville, Nova Scotia. That's where the descendant lived, and it was like fifty miles north of Oak Island. Um, and his name was Steve Atkinson, mm-hmm. the descendant. Mm-hmm. And they went in, you know, and they got talking to Steve. Well, guess what? Steve pulls out a treasure chest that had belonged to Captain James Anderson. That's weird. And, yeah, he actually, I mean, this thing was old. It was an old old wooden chest. But they pulled some some of the, you know, the, there was papers in there and another chest in there. And um, in that, you know, had a description of when he died. And it also said that um, he was a master mason in Lodge Number 9. So he was also a master mason. Okay. So, but uh, his ship that he had, uh, that James had when he fled and and went over there, he called it the Betsy, which I thought was pretty cool. And if anybody knows from, I think it was last season or season four last, they were down in the the, um, the swamp, Mm -hmm. and they found that long piece of wood, which they said that piece of wood probably more than likely come off of a ship. Right. Yeah. Well, guess what? That's probably when James fled there and, and bought that lot. I would probably say that's parts of his ship that they're finding. That's just me guessing. Yeah, you think he scuttled the ship? Yeah, I, I do. Possible. I mean, you know, they they were after him. Yeah, it's possible. Um, hmm. But uh, good. Yeah, it was it. See, what else was it? Um. Oh darn it! See they. He was a mason, and there was something else. 
Oh, uh, when when they brought that wooden chest out, and of course it was open with one, you know, a really really super old key. Right. There was three other keys on there besides that that one key. Now, if anybody remembers from last year, there was two women that come in and they brought in this gold, like a gold cross. I don't know if you remember that yes, or not. Yes, I do. That supposedly their uncle or or grandfather, whoever it was, had found claimed that they had found three treasure chests on that island. Mm -hmm. And this was last year. This was even before they even met, you know, all the stuff going on this year. Right. And, you know, they were showing some of the findings out of that treasure chest. Of course, they, you know, they had it, the cross dated and said, yeah, that was extremely old and the way it was made and stuff. Well, it was funny because, you know, there was three other keys besides that one on that key ring. Yes. And had said that there was supposedly three other treasure chests besides that one. So, you know, and it's like, well, I guess, you know, now it's all coming together. Yeah. But. So the next the next day uh, after that, you know, after talking to the descendant, uh, some of the Oak Island crew uh, went to a place called uh, Isaiah, Isaac's Point on Oak Island. And uh, Gary Drayton, the metal detectors, went with him. And, man, let me tell you what, he was hitting some targets. I'm not going to tell you what he found. But he, I tell you, well, I kind of give you a little teaser. Something that he found, we'll call it a, uh, a Maravidi. Maravidi. If anybody knows, a Maravidi. That's all I'm going to say. But it's just, man, they're really, it's really, really good. I mean, they are finding stuff, and it ain't just wood. All right. But here's my they thinking. Are, now, see, do you, see if you agree with me on this, now, right? Now, Samuel Ball was a <laughs> slave and then was a soldier and then a mm -hmm. cabbage farmer on Oak Island or something. Right. <clears throat> but yet, when he died, he was like a rich baron. He was, he was the richest man yeah. over on Oak Island. So, don't that just make sense that he may have found this treasure... Well, I think he found some of the treasure. Mm -hmm. I don't think he, he went and, and, you know, actually went and, and dug and went that deep because, I mean, he, did he you look at that Captain Anderson, he was, a, he was a master mason. You talk about a builder. I mean, those right. guys can. Right. It, it's just some of, the, uh, some of the coins that they found. Oh, see, I gave some of it away. <laughs> I was going to say, some of the stuff that they found date, actually dated back to the 1600s, even 130, 140 years before they right. even got to that island. Mm -hmm. That island has a ton of history. Yeah, I'm just... A ton of history. It's just weird. I just wonder if he and found we, it and relocated it or something. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm sure there was, you know, there were some, you know, pirates or, or whatever would come, and, and for some reason that island was, that was like the... I don't know. You hurry up, you jump there, you dig a you know, you dig a shallow you know, a shallow grave, a shallow hole, bury your treasure, boom, go. That way you know you come back and get it later on because you know what else did you have to do? Right. You got pirates robbing other ships for their treasures and but that Samuel Ball, I mean, he was the American slave, but he fought for the British right. to right. to win his freedom, and that's when he went to Canada, and yeah, he ended up being the richest man right. there so, on uh, Oak Island. And he didn't get rich from farming cabbage, so... No, no, he didn't get rich from cabbage. Nope. It's uh, coinage. 
right. You know, he found some some serious he coinage because up, right? he bought a lot of lots. Yeah, you know, he owned a lot of yeah, the property he was buying there. All that he bought half that island up, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he owned a lot, yeah. most of it. Yeah. So it's like, eh, not from farming cabbage. No. no. Yeah. So you no. know, you you just know he had to have found some of it. Yep. Right. And if he didn't spend it, he had to rehit it all. But they're the what they're finding now between last week and this weekend, and what's what the teaser that I watched. Mm-hmm. Man, it just it's getting so good. I, I'm really I, I, excited about like, it now. Uh, it's just like, come on! It's just like it ain't just <clears throat> another piece of wood anymore, no, guys. I, it's not just <laughs> another piece of wood. Now you're right no. there. It's it's nope. a little more, but it's still a little not enough yet. I want to see this massive chest come out from the gold just rolling out of it. That's what I well, want yeah, to see. Well, yeah, you know, we want to see the that's gold rush, too, but that doesn't happen. Yeah, that's just true, too. We just see a lot of breakdowns there. It's like, eh. It's like, yeah. But I sure do want to see that. That's what I want to see come of this, you know. But, you know, they're they're gaining. And, yeah, and the thing of it is, is what they're finding what they're finding is really cool. They are gaining ground this year. I agree. With oh yeah, that. they're gaining leaps and bounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's just see what what happens at the end of the season. I hope they're not uh, another. <laughs> oh, it, and the way it's going, I don't think it's, they're going to wait till the end of the season. You know how they how they built it up last year. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, of course, I, I love Oak Island, even though they didn't find yeah, nothing I the know. first it's, three years. Yeah, but, I know. I you know, it was always whatever kind of piece of wood are they going to find. Yep, I know. But they're actually showing every week, they're showing all these new finds and, and things, and it's really cool. So it's just one step closer to them, you know, especially talking to people and, and people ahead, you know, descendants of, like, the you know, the Captain James mm-hmm. Anderson. And, you know, and he actually has the treasure chest from them, and... And uh, actual documentation, you know, the paperwork in there, mm-hmm. which the paper is really fragile and stuff. But, yeah, it's uh, it's really cool. It is cool. Right, we'll keep watching and we'll keep getting the reports from you because, you know, you're little teasers. <laughs> so it's Hey, you know, it's the thing is, is I didn't say everything. I know you want to see what they found. All I can tell you is go watch it Tune because it's worth, it's worth watching. Yeah, and, you know, speaking of shows worth watching our good friends uh the feldman brothers you guys remember the feldman brothers they were on ice cold oh yeah Gold. remember cold. oh yeah oh yeah they got a new show gonna be premiering on the travel channel it'll be premiering uh november 30th at 11 o'clock eastern standard time and uh <clears throat> it'll be uh a look into the adventures life as they search for lost treasure and showcase the pivotal time in history of the American Southwest. So cool. Hope everybody can tune in for that. I'm sure it'll be interesting. I know. When, when is that now? November 30th. It premieres. What and, day is that? Uh, blah, 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 I don't know. Oh, Thursday. It's a Thursday. Thursday okay. November ah. 30th at 11 p.m. 11 o'clock. We'll, yeah. watch, we'll watch it in Arizona. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you'll be down there. You can watch it down there. And, and the Feldman brothers are AMRA supporters, friends of AMRA too, so that's really cool. And uh, so, yeah, we encourage everybody to watch that new show, and we'll be watching it. And maybe we'll have that's a That's interesting. Yeah, maybe we'll have it, them on the show. Anything having to do with treasures, I love. I know, exactly, yeah. right. Josh, and, those treasures, I love that stuff. Oh, and the Feldman brothers are 
avid treasure hunters. What's I mean, that so fun fact you you came across about the treasures, the hidden treasures. Yeah. What's he got, Kenley? Which one? You were spouting off a fun oh, fact God. about these hidden treasures <laughs> out in the desert. Oh, Donald, that's on the Travel Channel. Sorry, buddy, I didn't mention the channel. The Travel Channel. So, tune Yeah, in. you said Travel Channel. Oh, I did? Okay. Shad, yeah. what did you find? Oh, he's looking for it, but right. anyway. Honey. Yeah, that does sound interesting about uh, the Southwest. I, I'm fascinated yeah. by those stories, and that will be something I will definitely tune in for. And I know, like, Josh and Jess have both been voted treasure hunters of the year and stuff like that yeah so sure it'll be a very interesting show so we'll have to tune in and see that nicest people too very they are nice. they're great guys i really like them and i'm sure we'll have them on the show here soon they can tell us all about it and but definitely check it out so shad keep looking we're gonna go to a commercial <laughs> break and hopefully shad will find it during the commercial we'll be right back everybody in 1858 gold was discovered in the rivers of new caledonia this discovery would spark a massive gold rush. Today, the search for gold is much easier, yet still challenging with Dirt Hog Pay Dirt. At Dirt Hog, we pride ourselves on our gold and guaranteed gold amounts. Just visit DirtHogPayDirt.com today and buy yourself a bag of the best pay dirt concentrates on the market. Order with confidence in Canada and North America. DirtHogPayDirt.com, the best gold concentrates on the market, period. Also, be sure to check out our Honest Bonus program. Hey everyone, I want to take a minute and talk about a centrifuge that's just been introduced for the prospectors. It's called the Little Gold Spinner. They have three models. They have the Creekside, which is on wheels. They have the electric model, which can be used at home or with a generator. And they have the prospector model, which can be set in the creek in up to 14 inches of water. They also have a wash box, like a high banker attachment, for the Creekside and prospector models. It is compact and very portable. The little gold spinner is made to run raw material, but is efficient enough to use as a finisher for your concentrates. It's been tested to recover 99 plus percent. I have seen the little gold spinner in the field and I have seen it work. It does recover gold right down to the fine powder. The little gold spinner is very simple to set up and run. About one minute of setup time with no leveling. Just set it and start running dirt. Clean out is very easy and quick also. Pull the plug out a little gold spinner and rinse your concentrates into your gold pan below. You have about one cup of concentrates to pan out, about one minute of clean-out time. So be sure and check out their website, theaul.com, or you can give them a call at 574-326-5765. The little gold spinner is completely made in the USA. And remember, if you're going to dig for it, get it all, theaul.com. All right, everybody, we're back. And speaking of Little Gold Spinner, I know the Wandering Buffalo has posted a Little Gold Spinner video just uh, recently, yeah. too. So be sure and check that out. Pretty cool stuff. Did you find it, Shad? I found it. She had to refresh my memory. I was so confused. Okay. Well, it doesn't take much for that to happen, if you know me. <laughs> but, okay, uh, Dennis Rich, you guys remember we went to the town of Chloride on our way from Vegas to go prospect in Arizona, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, evidently there, and I didn't know this one because with our trip out, heading back out to southern part of Arizona, I was just looking up ghost towns and different treasure legends. You know, I figured I'd be that idiot who just kicks over a rock and finds it, even though people have spent their whole life trying to find it. Uh -huh. I think I'll win the lottery <laughs> yeah. attitude. But um, 
supposedly Nazi Germany, uh, and don't ask me how, this is just a legend, mm-hmm. uh, is said to have had a cache upwards of $300 million of gold and silver in the chloride area of chloride. Really? Yeah. Wow. So I don't know how that would have happened. It could have been obviously before the war. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Or it could have been something else. Or I don't even know how that started. But right. I guess there's three hundred million dollars running around up there. We should go get it somewhere. I think it's in that jail. <laughs> <laughs> somewhere in the toilet in, seat. In... I think it's up over those painted rocks. That was that's the sign. what I think it oh, was. Oh, that's the a... sign. Yeah, that's the clue. See, that place was cool. <clears throat> Interesting. That's just an odd story. I mean, it's like, how would it got there? Well, didn't other countries, didn't they, like, before, like, Germany or Russia or something come into the country, they would load all their gold and stuff on trains and move it into another country? Stuff like know. that. Didn't they do oh, that? Yeah. Back to protect them. Yeah. I, don't well, know. I can see that. I can see that happening. That was like you know, their probably... Swiss bank accounts back then. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, let's take it to Arizona. I, I could see, I could see him doing it. You know, back then, bringing all that stuff over here and burying, hiding it, and well, let's take it to Arizona and hide it. It's kind of weird. I don't know. I guess it's, anything's possible when it comes to treasure, right? Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. If it's there, maybe somebody will find it. Maybe that's a lot. No, 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 it's it's. I think their show, the Feldman Brothers, mm-hmm. is going to be fascinating. I mean. If you really look at the history of the West, especially the Southwest, it's just unreal with how many boom towns and mines and everything that came up and then disappeared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, I think, I mean, Kathleen's doing a lot of cool research now that she'll talk about, but she's okay. found some really interesting stories I know she'll share soon. Well, next week, next Sunday, okay. since um, it's the one after Thanksgiving. Okay. Just to remind everybody that I'll be doing that That's segment. Right. And you believe Rich may be hunting. That's right. <laughs> so once a month, I'm going to do just a little fun fact, but expanded, expanded fun expanded fact. Expanded fun <laughs> fact. That's going to be cool. I'm really looking forward to that. It's going to be a very interesting uh, segment on the show. Yeah, because and especially like you said, out there in the Southwest, there's so many treasure legends out there we're going to talk about some uh ghost towns and okay things like that that'll be interesting some be sure in an infamous cabin maybe nice yeah Everybody. i think we may talk about that when we get back okay we're gonna go visit it we're gonna go visit it first <laughs> right and then talk about it and then okay. i'll uh, write about it <laughs> yeah i guess there was i guess ed was saying spanish mines there's all kinds there were oh. it's like weird i don't know Strange. Ooh. Okay. Well, I look forward to it, Kathleen. It's going to be pretty cool. A new segment starting next Sunday. Right? Yes, we don't have a catchy name for it. But... Not yet. We'll come up with one. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. For right now, it's going to be extended fun facts. <laughs> extended fun facts with Kathleen Diffle. Fun facts. Fun facts part due. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That'll work. Very cool. Well, I guess I'll do a, let's see, our Gold Rush spoiler. Another oh, yeah. fun-filled episode that was. 
I'm I'm starting to, <laughs> starting to not want to do right, this. Cool. You'll have to watch it. Thanks. <laughs> I love how you start this out. Then. I know. <laughs> the expectations. I know. I'm getting like, really? Do I really have to do this again? It's like, oh my god! It's I want well, some excitement. I, exci- it, so I, I got to I got to keep up. <laughs> but I can't even make it exciting. That's the, the sad part. And, and hey, you started it. You wanted that I job. I know. I know. <laughs> and it's like you know, it's got to be better than. And it's it's just let me down, but anyhow, all right, here we go with the Hoffmans. All right, you know they had their two wash plants running, and and Freddie Dodge had the injunction against them where he couldn't run because of a zoning thingy and all that crap. Well, they they went in front of the panel and stated their case, and they got permission to run. And mine in that area. For the time being, mind you. It's not permanent. But for right now, the injunction is lifted and they can mine. So Even though even though that's, that's zoned mm-hmm. mining. Mm-hmm. Right. Even though it, it was zoned mining back in the 1800s or whatever. Well, it was still zoned mining to that day. Right. They just... right. Exactly. But, you know, they... You know how that works with the system. You know, we want to change it. We're going to change it, you know, kind of deal. So right now they are, they have lifted the injunction temporarily so they can mine. So now they will have all three wash plants running. <clears throat> and uh, they ran it for, I think it was two days. And they got, what was it, 50-some ounces out of it in two days. So that was really good for two days. Uh, you missed You missed the spot. Tim. What'd I miss, Rich? Tell me. They ran it. They they didn't even get one bucket in and then shut down. Oh, yeah, where they broke down. You're right. Correct. I forgot about the breakdown. Well, I mean, <laughs> how did I miss the breakdown? Because it's <laughs> everybody has a breakdown each week. You're right. They uh, they got the injunction lifted. Fire up the equipment. Let's start running some material. Boo. <laughs> I got one bucket in and the generator crapped out. Had to get apart. So that shut them down again. So they got it up and running. So they're running that. That wasn't a new generator, was it? It didn't. One of the new ones? Didn't look old to me. Man, you know what? All these years, all that equipment that they get. Mm -hmm. Well, this was a computer board. Yeah, it was a control panel. Oh, okay. Electrical. Yeah, electrical control panel is all it was. But, you know, still, like you said, it didn't look that old to me. And the control panel went bad. Probably from sitting, actually. And, uh. So yeah, I got that up and going. So they, I so this week they'll have them all three running. We'll see what kind of clean out they do if they tell us. <clears throat> uh, Parker, they had problems, wash plant problems too. You know, Parker wanted to see more gold, so Rick cranked up the wash plant to higher speed than it should run. <laughs> and next thing you know, they are pumping slurry through the. The jets, and the next thing you know, they got clog ups, so they had to shut it down and clean it all out, redo the holding pond to where they can get the slurry to settle so they could be pumping clear water. So that was their dilemma. So I think, uh, all in all, I'm trying to think how much uh, total they had. I think Parker had 109 out of the one plant, and Rick had something like 80. Uh, something like that. Don't hold me to no, it. No, I think he had 50-some. 50-some. Yeah. So, yeah, they were yeah. under 200 for the week. But still, 
not bad. And uh, Tony, now to Tony's breakdowns. <laughs> they had holes all in their sluice boxes. So they had to reconfigure sluice boxes, make some new ones, make some changes there. So they could on start the, on the bucket line dredge. On the bucket last line year? dredge, yep. Yep. And then well, they, they just built them last year. Them boxes? No, not the sluice boxes. No, not the boxes they didn't. I think they just I used some they, old I ones. I thought they put new ones on and went wider or something. I thought they redid them last they year. They did on the They did one, an extension the on extension, them. extension, yeah. Oh, okay. To get the tailings further away. All right. And, uh, right. How much did they get, Rich, in their cleanup? It was... They got 300 and 300 something. and something, right. Yeah, 300 and some ounces for the week. Even with that problem. Uh, mm -hmm. So yeah, they the bucket line's running good again and doing what it does best, get that gold, man. And but you know what though, What's the that? bucket line dredge, it's more efficient and and you oh, make more is. money. Oh, it but definitely is. You know they don't get all the gold off the bottom. Bucket line dredges don't get all the gold off the bottom. And no, I don't see how it could. No, there's probably tons and tons of gold. So you see all them bucket line dredge tailings, man. All you gotta do is just move them tailings out and. <laughs> Well, you got to figure the shape get a, of the get shape. A of, down in there, die for the shape of that bucket. I mean, how it when it scoops it, how much is it missing on the sides? No, it doesn't so, clean the bottom. No, like. so you know, I mean, there's there's still a lot of gold in that area that he's gets. Oh that gold. God, yeah, you know, the cracks down in them bedrock and oh, oh man, you could, yeah, and if you're you getting that, dredging. yeah, right, if you're getting that kind of gold, just imagine what gold can still there. Dredge. Oh, yeah, you're going to die for it, yeah. You know there's still a boatload of gold down there. Oh, there has to be. You know Probably some of the biggest stuff. Yeah, probably. It, it would have to be. But it's cool. Oh, yeah? It's a great process. It, it gets the gold. And oh, yeah. They're doing, at least like I said, see. And they save a boatload of money, too. <laughs> yep. So hopefully this week we'll see what happens. Maybe they'll get back out to the new dredge and see what's happening there, you know. Because uh, they didn't show nothing on that this week. And let me think what else. Hmm, if there was anything super exciting I missed. No, nah, I don't think so. That's why I said it's not, you know. It's, so who got the, who's ahead now? It's still Parker's definitely in the lead. Oh, okay. Definitely. <laughs> mm -hmm. A lot. Yeah, I, think, I yeah. think Todd only has like maybe five or six hundred. Mm -hmm. Parker's definitely close. To, he's like 80 away from a thousand. You know, I, for once, I'd like to see the Hoffman actually beat Parker. He did once, didn't he? I don't no, think he's, he's ever never beat, beat him. Parker. No. Mm -mm. Nope. But the way they're kind of doing it this year, I'm kind of thinking he does because they're not showing, you know, they didn't show his last week's cleaning. I don't think we can. I don't know. Well, he's going to be running three wash plants now. Oh, no. Oh, Freddy's count too? What? Yeah, what? Freddy's yeah. wash plant is where more majority where the gold yeah, is. Yeah, there's a lot of gold oh, okay. there. So now he's going to have all three running. So we'll see. I'm, I bet you he tells his total this week. We'll see what it is. Because, yeah, he's got three but plants. Three going. wash plant plants is, you know, more expensive. It too. is. Right. That's it. Right. There you're not. So really, who's. Mm, right. Who's profiting the most at the end of the season is the question here. You know? I don't know. Yeah, but they're, they're going for the who's got the most, you know, the king of the hill bragging rights. I got more gold. <laughs> Even though they probably spent three times the amount to get it, but. Right. Oh, yeah, because like Kathleen said, you got three plants running. Yeah, so now you got to have more equipment to 
bring the dirt to you to put dirt in so you're burning a ton of fuel that's the big cost right is the fuel yeah. and it take it takes three wash plants to to beat parker's <laughs> <Yeah>. too <laughs> i say to see what happens if parker brings in a third wash plant oh goodness man interesting and i still want to see him get to that new ground that he his new climb. i don't think he's going to get to it this year i don't is he? either you know, I think that's they'll save that for next season. You know, unless maybe yeah. later on he decides to go over and start opening up some cuts and getting it ready. So I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. But interesting. But you know, it's just you know, like I said, Oak Island's got a lot more exciting things happening. You know, Dennis, you want to trade segments? I'll switch you. You can go. Heck no! Are you kidding me? <laughs> Darn! Dang it! I don't know. Well, see, now, okay, now this week, I'll have to watch uh, Gold Rush on the Fire Stick because I haven't turned that stupid cable off. I'm tired of paying that crazy bill. It's yeah. 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 That's That's what we Welcome to our world. Right. <laughs> it's nice to be here. <laughs> I'm like, that's enough of this crap. I yeah. Yeah. I'm like, it is kind of nice. Yeah. Then I don't feel such a prisoner to the TV. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, right? I just got to teach her how to run the fire stick better because she's been texting me during the show. How do I do this? How, <laughs> how, how do I... <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm still learning oh, myself. You, you still fire stick illiterate too? <laughs> yeah, Tim, I got I got it working last night though. Yeah, Tim, it, it's it's been about a good few months, but let me tell you, the first two weeks are really hard. Are they? Okay, it's like trying to quit smoking. <laughs> just stay away from the person when they are. Well. She's going to be very frustrated for a little while, uh-huh. but she'll get it. Don't that's worry. what that's what I'm getting from these texts. A lot of frustration. <laughs> you know, I'm clicking on stuff and it won't play. <laughs> it's like, like, like the middle button. Until you find your Amazon account, she's ordered probably $200 <laughs> <Yeah>. of movies. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no. I'm like, I will show you after the show. I'm going to sit down and do a step-by-step tutorial on how to watch a movie on the fire stick. It's like, oh my god! You should go Facebook Live when you do it because it'd probably be funny. <laughs> no. But you gotta hide the phone so she doesn't know your Facebook. Oh Live. yeah! Oh no, that's mean. <laughs> she will kill you. Yeah, she would. You're right, Kathleen. She would kill me because I would kill you. She'll get violent. You know, it's like you know, <laughs> it, it wouldn't be pretty. <laughs> yeah. So I, you're I saying you're abused, huh, Tim? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Hashtag me too. <laughs> oh God Almighty! It's sad but true. Oh, they they only knew. <laughs> yeah, so that's my dilemma. So I'll still get it. I'll just watch it. It's usually on what the next day, guys. On the fire yeah, stick. Yeah, I think so. Usually. They usually put it out within a day. Okay. They make it available. All right, cool. So that way I can make sure I have my. Even though it should be easy, I should just be able to wing it and not even watch it and be able to tell everybody what happened. <laughs> they all had a breakdown. Parker got some gold. Todd didn't get much. Tony got his usual. There you go. There's my <laughs> spoiler for Gold Rush. <laughs> all right. Let me think. What else do we got going on, guys? Anything? Well, you got that giveaway going on right now. Oh, God darn it. I forgot about that. I know we do got that uh, giveaway from MakeYourOwnGoldBars.com. So, yeah, crap, Kathleen. Find me a name. And uh, if, if your name is called, you got one minute, 30 seconds to answer here in the main chat room on GPS that you're here. 
And like I said, this is from our friend Steve over at MakeYourOwnGoldBars.com, a pan snuffer vial. I know we all can use a new pan every once in a while. So thank you, Steve, and thank you, MakeYourOwnGoldBars.com. And And don't forget about our GPS monthly giveaway too, Tim. That's right. Tell them about that, Shed, would you? Well, our good buddy and sponsor, Gold Hog, uh, is giving everybody an opportunity, a chance to win a multi-sluice just in time for Christmas. So, of course, you have to be a member of the site and Mm goldprospectorspace.com. Go to the giveaway tab at the top and follow the instructions. And you're entered to win. And it's now through December the 16th with the winner to be announced during the show live on December 17th. Nice. And you do not need to be present to win. No, you don't. And we got our Crony Club giveaway coming up too, don't we? I think that's maybe, let me look at the date, the 25th. So on the 26th, that's next Sunday, right? Yep. Yes, Yep. it so is. That's our crony giveaways <laughs> next Sunday. And Dennis, don't we got a new patron too? Yes, we sure do. Uh, who might that be? Well, oh, crap. <laughs> I wrote it down. I'm, I'm getting to oh, it. Oh, crap. I don't recognize that name. Oh, crap. I, <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to it. I, 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 you know what? You caught me off guard. Tim, you caught me off guard. <laughs> we wanted to say... A, a big thank you to the new Patreon, Mark Hubner. Yes, we do. Thank you, Mark, for becoming thank a you. patron and supporting the show. We we really appreciate that you believe in us and what we're doing. And his name is on the patron wall fame over on prospectorradio.com. So check that out. Let me see. Okay, got it. All right, Kathleen, whenever you're ready. Okay, uh, the name is Jonathan Parrott. Jonathan Parrott. 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 Is it Parrott? (laughs) While we're waiting on to see if he answers, Wayne Wayne the Nugget Brain had contacted me and said, for the Christmas giveaway, he's going to donate a Garrett uh, kit. Oh, can't hear you. Can't hear you. Can't hear you. Music's too loud. <laughs> couldn't oh, hear you, Dad. Oh, missed it. I missed it then. Oh, darn. Couldn't hear you. All I could hear was... Oh, he answered. He's here. All right. Congratulations, Jonathan. Send uh, Rich will send you a side chat and get your mailing info, and we'll get that sent out to Steve, and he'll get that to you. Congratulations. And what were you saying, Dennis? <laughs> oh, I can't remember now. See, yeah, you're still breaking up a little bit. Yeah. Hmm. Weird. Hmm. Veered. That is weird. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I heard bits and pieces. <laughs> oh, I heard. <laughs> sure, you don't want to repeat it? Uh, I can't remember what it was now. Ah, darn. Ah, darn it. We'll have to, we'll have to have Wayne and Nugget Brain call in. Okay. <laughs> well do so that took care of that let me think what else is there anything else we forgot tonight guys hmm we're still having our Wednesday West Coast Wednesday show before Thanksgiving that's right Kathleen forgot about that <clears throat> even though I 
I didn't forget, but I forgot. We'll have our Turkey Day, <laughs> day before Turkey Day, West Coast Wednesday yeah. show this week at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time and every Wednesday at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Join me, Kathleen, Dennis, Rich, Ron, and Scott Swiftwater Tony every Wednesday for West Coast Wednesdays. Man. If you're not sure where to listen to us, well, gosh darn, you can listen to us just about everywhere. You can listen to us on Spreaker, on iHeart, on SoundCloud, on Facebook, on YouTube, on iTunes, on TuneIn, on, uh, gosh darn, am I forgetting anything? <laughs> That's a lot of places you, said, you can listen. You said iHeart, right? Uh-huh. iHeart, iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, SoundCloud, YouTube, Facebook, <laughs> uh, and, of course, here on GPS. I think that pretty much covers them all. That's a lot of places. I think, I think we got it covered. Yeah, that's a lot of places you can tune in and listen to the show every Wednesday and Sunday nights. And if you're not a crony, you might want to join the Cronies Club because we've got some great giveaways coming up for that. We've got another great giveaway starting immediately after we end this one next week. And like Shad said earlier, be sure and enter our monthly giveaway here on GPS for a chance to win a great Christmas present from our friends over at Gold Hog. An awesome Malty sluice. Yep. Mm. And don't forget Ed and Jesse's live show on Tuesday nights on YouTube. They're there every Tuesday at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And Tuesday night hangouts with Ed and Jess, Cornflake, and El Schwanko. <laughs> I'll be there. And tune in this week. I think their guest is MDV from IPAM for Gold. So be sure and tune in for that. Uh, let me think. Hmm, what else, Kathleen, Dennis, Rich? Am I forgetting anything? I think we got it. I think we got oh, it. I got Jonathan's address. We're good. It's All already right. sent to you, Tim. Awesome. Thank you, brother. And, well, I guess on that note, we'll let everybody go. And uh, we want to thank you all for tuning in. And be sure, like Kathleen said, tune in Wednesday. And I want to thank the crew for being here. And thank you all for listening. And until Wednesday, we're out of here. Have a great week, everybody. Good night. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 7.30 for another great show. For updates and more info, please go to www.prospectorsradio.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.